This is JFM Podcast. Thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. And uh, the program is Let's Talk. Much to talk about this morning. It is one minute past the hour of 9 a.m. And it is the second day of the month of June 2021. So much going on in the state of Plateau uh, concerning security. And uh, in fact, there's a term these days, uh, crisis children. These are children born in crisis, raised in crisis, and are still living in crisis, if you may. And uh, I remember, you know, years ago when we were in secondary school, uh, before this became rampant or this became, one would say, the order of the day, one never thought that a day would come. Everybody's dream, though, at that time was to live on the plateau, to uh, get a house on the plateau, just have something to do with plateau states, no matter what. And I remember also um, spending some years in Ghana and the crisis, I kept hearing about the ongoings and uh, people would ask me all the time like oh, what's going on in Joss what's going on in Plaster State even I could not wrap my head around it so we keep talking about uh, the state uh, and um, the motto being peace and tourism many would say uh, we're yet to see much of the tourism aspect of it peace seems even elusive uh, these days uh, just recently not long ago we got news concerning uh, the killings uh, in Dong uh, in Plateau State here, just uh, some few kilometers, and we would say even in the city of Jos. I know a lot of friends uh, who jog uh, in the mornings towards Dong, and I know that their route has changed at this time, and they are worried. And I know a very good friend, the Kekeman Umar, who has told me that he's not going towards Dong because his life is in danger at this time as well. And uh, also, we have uh, issues of security uh, going on in Benue State, and uh, we will be connecting uh, with Professor Gundu via phone. But uh, before we get into all of that, uh, let's talk about what is going on, the state of things in Plateau at the moment. Uh, we have in the studio with us this morning, Honorable Timothy Dantong. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. And we also have Mr. Davidson Mallison, the publicity, the National Publicity Secretary, Irigue Development Association. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning to you, Mr. Mallison. Uh, you've been here many times, and uh, of course, these are issues that we'll say is an ongoing <coughs> conversation. We have to keep talking about it. We have to keep throwing more light yeah. uh, so we get to understand uh, what is going on. So let's start again. I mean, it was a normal day, I suppose, and... Uh, what happened? Paint a picture for us uh, of what happened in Dong. Uh, <clears throat> good morning. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here once again. Uh, it's becoming more uh, like a culture uh, because of the things that are happening uh, in our state, uh, in Nigeria as a whole. I will also uh, like to seize this opportunity to commiserate, uh, particularly uh, with the people of uh, Rigue Nation, uh, Plateau State, and Nigeria over quite a lot of uh, attacks and killings uh, that have been recorded thus far. 
uh, in Dong, Dong is a village uh, in just not to be precise. It is made up of uh, people of different ethnic uh, nationalities, which uh, my own very tribe happened to be among Irigwe. Uh, it was uh, um, on Sunday when uh, on Sunday uh, 23rd of May to be precise when uh, people in that remote area were doing their normal businesses when uh, attackers Fulani headsmen stormed started shooting, attacking them, shot some of them, and then followed by macheting them. A total number of eight people were killed in that particular attack. And out of the eight, uh, six are purely Rigue people. Uh, so one will uh, conclude uh, that uh, it was a planned attack on Rigue people as a whole in an attempt to execute their plan of annihilating uh, the people of uh, Rigue land. Uh, when the incident actually happened on that night, like I said, eight lives were lost. Uh, one person was injured who, who is currently receiving treatment in a hospital. Uh, so, therefore, police uh, were alerted, and the next morning they deployed uh, some of their men in the aforesaid uh, community. Uh, as it is, even uh, this morning, the place is as it is, because uh, uh, you will agree with me that the trauma that has already been established in the mind of people it would take a very long time for that to actually evaporate from their system and their mind. And I will also say there are still signs and threats of attacks. Sometimes you hear sporadic gunshots around the axis, uh, sometimes uh, uh, gunshots all over. So there are still threats of attacks even in the aforesaid community. Uh, coming down to uh, Basa, where the main origin of Rigwe is, uh, you saw our press release yesterday, a press conference where we, we held yesterday to tell the world what has actually been happening to our people, to our nation, Rigwe. Uh, we captured quite a lot of things uh, that have been happening to us. This whole... Um, terror being unleashed on our people started many years ago. But we summarized the press conference from the beginning of this year to date. And you have it in your report, which was aired yesterday, that we recorded more than 40 uh, lives uh, that these people killed. Uh, just uh, yesterday night, they attacked a community called Laki in called District, where they shot uh, one person. I was supposed to have gone to the uh, site, uh, to the scene, to assess things. But because you invited me here, so I decided to come and brief uh, the world, what has actually been happening to our people. It is quite unfortunate. It is quite unfortunate. This is unfortunate because of all of these things that have been happening, nobody has been arrested. Mm. 
there are there are incidents where we have uh, uh, submitted uh, names of suspects that have been perpetrated in this act because uh, at some of these villages they have been coming to graze issue out threats to those community in an attempt to stop them from grazing where it is not supposed to so they tell you you're stopping me from grazing in this particular place you are going to see you're going to see and the next thing is an attack and we have the names it is even captured in our press well, then, release what you're saying is these are people you know or you're familiar with very well Mm, all right, we'll get more into that. And now, Honorable Dantong, we've also heard about the killings in Riom. And we have joining us via phone already, Professor Gundu. Thank you for being with us. Hello, Professor. Thanks so much. Okay, um, please hold yes. on. We'll get to you in a bit. We have uh, Mr. David Mallison, and we also have uh, Honorable Dantong here in the studio. All right, Honorable Dantong, let's uh, hear from you, throw some light on uh, what has been going on in Riom, especially uh, the recent happenings in Kui, uh, in Riom local government area. Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity and uh, to be able to tell the world and our listeners of what is happening to our people. Uh, I think it's not quite any different from what my brother Melissa has just uh, expressed. Uh, I think the attack in Riom and uh, Dong was simultaneously done yeah. at the same time. So that's to tell you that there is a, a plan that is well you know, coordinated to carry out that attack. Uh, it happens in Kui village. Kui village is next to the airport. The village where uh, that was attacked is next to airport. If you see, in that village, you will see the, it's at the back of the fence of the air force, of the airport rather, of the airport in Haipang, hmm. because Kui is bonding with Haipang, which is in Barking Lady, but Kui is in Riom, local government. Uh, my worries about all this is that why are these people moving towards the airport? They have captured all communities from uh, Dong, uh, from uh, Mahanga, where, uh, where uh, you know, and all other communities towards that area. You know, all other communities on the way to the airport, they have captured all those communities hmm. and they have taken over. When you say captured, the, yes, taken over, they took over those communities and uh, they occupy those places to be their own. And nothing has been done about it. Mm. The only community that is left now before the airport is Kui. And then, of recent, we're having a massive attack on Kui village. That's to tell you that there is a plan. They have something in mind yeah. moving towards the airport. We don't know what that plan is. Mm. And actually, that is giving me so much worries of recent. To say that, you know, all that we have been saying to Plateau people and to the world, that the same Boko Haram invention that is happening in the northeast is what we have here on the plateau. It's just that they have a tactics that is different. And they are trying to make it look as if it's a clash between the, a particular tribe. Mm. But they have a target that is beyond that. And the target is to take over plateau and to do what exactly what is happening in Sambisa is what they are intending to do here in the state. And we can see the plan right now. It's, it's, it's quite revealing that there is a plan that they are moving towards the airport. We actually don't know what uh, that is all about. But actually what happened on the same uh, 23rd May in Kui really surprised us because hmm. the Kui people are uh, 
uh, very peaceful people and have no any intention to uh, or maybe any any trail uh, uh, dispute between mm. them and the Fulanis who are uh, their neighbors there. They took over a place called Fas, and they have occupied that Fas. It were billion people that were there. So there's no one. No one goes to Fas now because of the kind of terrorists terrorist that are in that place. And so from Fas, it's not too far to Kui. So they are trying to take over Kui so that the next place will just be the airport. And uh, just that Sunday day. The night we we had reports. In fact, there were there were earlier warnings before that attack, and then because they keep making attempts and then we drew back. Actually, security were informed, but because they thought it's just one of those uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, situations where they would say, "Ah, they are coming here," and then when security goes there, they are no there. So they actually succeeded in meeting the people without any. Uh, form of security, and mm -hmm. that's why they succeeded in killing those eight people. Uh, but I want to thank the police because the following day, they actually mobilized and went there. And to tell you that these people have an M, you know, they still came back the following day. But they met the police there. Unfortunately, we lost one of the policemen. Mm -hmm. But they actually stood very firm to defend that community. If not, the story would have been that that community would have been wiped out by now. So, and um, I want to thank God that the investigations police are going on. I don't want to go into it. I think it's yielding result. And if they will keep to that, you know, for people that have been arrested and ensure that they're uh, being uh, prosecuted, uh, prosecuted and then reveal more uh, sponsors of these uh, uh, terror attacks on Plateau, I think that's where we'll get to the solution of it. Hmm. But if it's like any other case that we have, people being arrested and nothing has been done about it. And then they have been released, uh, their own kinsmen go after and uh, try to see how they, they secure their release. And because they have men in government now, it's been more easier for them to get that done. Mm. And if that is done, that's when I feel we're in danger in this state. Mm. Wow. Well, many times uh, you can see information slips into your WhatsApp and you hear that so-so-and-so places are going to be attacked. And, you know, we've complained a lot concerning intelligence gathering, but we'll talk more about that. Uh, Professor Gundu. Okay, now uh, let's talk about Benway State. Uh, we saw uh, Benway State in the news uh, just uh, on the 31st. Uh, suspected herdsman, uh, herdsmen, I beg your pardon, attack Ado local government area in Benway State and also uh, other subsequent attacks that uh, we've, we've, we've heard about. Can you throw some light concerning that? Series, series of attacks uh, in Katsunala uh, <clears throat> and uh, in parts of Kwande uh, by Fulani Hesman. Uh, what we are seeing in Badwa now is a heightened uh, series of attacks in connivance with uh, bad boys within the state. Uh, they will come in, they will law you into getting uh, money from them. And uh, there are stories of uh, some of the bad boys uh, getting a lot of money from herdsmen so that uh, they can lead them, they can lead the herdsmen to attack uh, neighboring communities and villages. Hmm. So they're using uh, insiders. 
people perhaps from those yes, communities? They are, yes, they are actually using insiders, people who have uh, good knowledge of the terrain, and uh, people who are bad enough uh, to ally with uh, the herdsman to attack communities. Mm. And uh, just like on the plateau, it's quite clear that what we are seeing is just an attempt to take over ancestral lands. We've argued before that these people are not uh, interested in livestock production techniques. Uh, if they were interested, they would have discovered that uh, you cannot be grazing indiscriminately and still uh, have uh, the livestock populations we need. There are 200 million Nigerians now uh, in terms of our population. And uh, we are just having about 20 million uh, heads of cattle. And the shortfall is such that you cannot make up by open grazing. You cannot, because if you graze from the north to the south, uh, the stress you put your livestock under the fact that they are not feeding well, the fact that in other places they are not even getting water, would mean that they are not going to give you the type of numbers you need to feed that type of gap. So if you are existing on open grazing, the only logic is that you want other people's land and you want to get it forcefully. When you ask people why they are doing the they may tell you that look, uh, they have had a lifetime is culture, is cultural, uh, and they cannot stop it instantly. If you cannot stop it instantly, it means that you want to be murdering people, killing people the way they are killing, uh, indefinitely. Uh, so you, before uh, you, you, you have made a decision that your cows are more important than human beings, and if human beings stand in your own way, you are going to kill them. And that is why we think we don't have a government in place at the moment. Government has totally failed. Because even when we defend where uh, this anti-open grazing law was passed, all the Fulani bodies said, look, they, they are not going to obey that law. And the federal government just went with them. Mm -hmm. The more they kill, the more silent the federal government becomes. And when they speak, they speak in some arrogance, which really mm -hmm. means that we are not uh, in this country as one people under the rule of law. It's quite clear that they think they are outside the law and they can do what they want to do can make your law, but they can come in with their cattle and do what they want to do. But the attacks in Benue, uh, do they have anything to do also with the with Autumn's posture and the uh, challenge of the government concerning open grazing? No, 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 they, I don't see how Autumn's posture is a challenge. If you see how this 
people are cutting people down. They come in, and, you know, because they come in, they attack people in their sleep, uh, in their homes, on their farms. Uh, they are just cutting them down. And Tom is saying that, look, the people of Benoist State don't allow any person to come in the name of the cow to cut you down. I don't see how somebody doing that is creating a problem. He's just saying that, look, we are tired of people just coming in. We are sleeping on our own beds, with our own children, with our own wives, with our own relations. We have all gone out of our houses to go and attack anybody on his own uh, farm. They are attacking us in our own homes, on our own farms. And you have to defend yourselves. Uh, what he said is just what any ordinary person who likes this country would say. So what do you uh, think their so motives are, Professor? Their motives are, you see, what this thing started on the plateau, unfortunately. Because uh, we've talked about depletion of resources, we've talked about desertification, uh, it's also been blamed on Fulanis from other parts of the country, but you know, one wonders how they're able to pass through the borders and come to the, especially the, the, the central states to carry out these they, attacks. They are, able, they, they, they are able to do that precisely because they have alliances with the Fulanis of this country. I have said before that the Fulani have an international militia, which they call uh, uh, Pulak. Hmm. The international militia is normally mobilized at very short notice. They can come across uh, international borders. They can come across Nigerian uh, state borders. And uh, they have people who actually support them. Just take the case of Amakura, the former governor of uh, uh, Nasarawa State, for example. When the Fulanis would want to attack Benue, they would come into Nasarawa State, and Amakura would arrogantly call them international hunters. That is the thing. He used to refer to them as international hunters. Give them that uh, canopy of international hunters and they will come in. The Fulanese who are coming from outside are actually doing that with the connivance and support and encouragement the Fulanese of this country. So the Fulanese of this country owe us a duty to explain exactly what they want. Grazing hmm. now the way they want to graze is not possible. It's not just possible. They just go to Potiskum, they buy the cows, and they want to trek with the cows from Potiskum to the south. Once they finish selling them, they go back and buy. They are not breeding. They may go by the names of breeders, but they are not breeding. If since independence, our population has grown from what it was to 200 million. And then the cattle population cannot grow beyond 20 million. What sort of breeding is that? They are not breeding. It is deception. But no, because they have the monopoly. It is not even so much to uh, segregation. 
and environmental stress. Because in truth, it is not the only Fulani, it's not only Fulani who are nomads in this country. If you go to the greater Lechard region, which is very unstable now as a result of environmental stress and Boko Haram, there are still nomads there. These nomads have not pushed southwards violently the way the Fulanis are pushing. Truth of the matter is that if every one of us takes a capitalist or a gun and wants to defend his own livelihood, there will be confusion. And that's why we are afraid that we don't have a country. A single group is holding all of us into ransom. A single group. When they go into the bush, they are kidnappers, they are armed robbers. Somebody will say, oh, because they lost their cows and you know, they, it is difficult for them to stay in uh, IDP camps. That is why they are kidnappers. Women was going about saying that type of uh, rubbish things. But we know, we know that in Benwood, there are people who have been uh, uh, IDP camps for several years. They have not got to the point. Hello, Professor. Yes. Okay. All right. Still hold on. Um, now, uh, and Mr. Mallison Davidson, uh, let's talk about uh, the Irigui people. Let's talk about Dong. Uh, some say these are reprisal attacks that perhaps uh, the Irigui people had attacked these Fulani people uh, or these attackers uh, before uh, they are seeing this reprisal. What do you say to that? You know, uh, when you see an attack uh, is done, and then you are using uh, reprisal as a form of justifying the evil acts you have con you have perpetrated. Uh, it is quite unfortunate and wrong in all sense. Uh, uh, our people have never attacked them, so I don't know where they got the word reprisal from. Uh, at no instance have we ever uh go to wherever they live and then begin to attack them and kill them so you see the whole thing here zoe uh sometimes these people think they are very smart intelligent quite more than uh, some of us but then we have always said it is good for people to make adequate investigation as to an attempt to unraveling the true cause and true state of what actually transpired. At no point in time there was an attack on them that they will use it to say they have come to attack our people. And if to say there was something of that nature, did they report anything to the police and the police or or any security agent came and arrested our people that they carried out something like that. While on our own part, we have been encouraging our people not to be taking laws into their hands. And they are taking laws into their own hands. And they have been allowed to move, to move freely. So uh, it is not in any way any form of reprisal. We have never attacked them. All right. How about in Riom, Honorable Dantong? Are these reprisal yeah. attacks? Yeah, you know the... Because you say a lot of communities have already been sacked. Of course. Mm. The excuse, or maybe reasons they want to give for their terror attacks, 
is the same language they use yeah. of repressal. In an instance that, because we don't have access to their own communities, our own people, the Biron people don't have access to the Fulani communities, especially those areas that, are, that host those terrorists. Uh, and so how do, we, how do we attack them? How do we harm them? But they come to grace even right to our homes. And if a Fulani boy comes to grace around, and then maybe grace on your farmland, and then you try to chase him away, you know, at the process of chasing him away, and he's angry, and that is what will inform a reprisal attack, to come and kill as many as they, they, they want to kill. If they want to come for their attacks, their killings, that is what they do. They come and graze on farmland, and then when you get angry and try is to... what you're saying. They do it intentionally. Intentionally. And then when you try to chase the, the cows away, then they find a reason to say we are coming for reprisal. Mm. Is that what we should call as reprisal? That's the question. Or in which way have our people carried arms like they do to attack them? Well, another question on many people's minds is how come no one is ever arrested, especially with Dong, knowing there's a military uh, army base right there uh, somewhere in, uh, close to Dong. I mean, where do they come from? Are they ungoverned spaces? Where do they come from and where do they leave? How do they get out after carrying out these attacks that no one ever gets to see them? Well, uh, I am not a security uh, personnel to to know that, but I know quite uh, a lot. We have been reporting most of these issues to them. And you know, as usual, the uh, investigation is going to be carried out. What do you see next? That's the point. So all the attacks that have gone on in Basa, because this is not the first, and yeah. also in Riom, has anything ever come out of those investigations so far? You know, that is the unfortunate situation. Because, just like my brother said, even when names are given, to arrest those people becomes so difficult. I know that over a year, uh, some names of uh, some killers were given to security agents that up till now, those people are not yet found, are not, you know, found. You know, they will claim that going to those areas is are very difficult. So that means, I have always said it, that we have, uh, uh, like a Sambisa forest here in Plateau, hmm. a place where... No security agents can, can enter. Where is freely. that place? That place is where it's called Mahanga. It's Rankum. Hmm. But the, when they captured it, they renamed it Mahanga. And they have another place called Fas, which hmm. they, they captured and, uh, and, and they renamed it. Is it Tafa or whatever? Uh, you know? So they are, are in are those areas. They are living there right now. They, as they are we living speak. there. It was from there they came for all these attacks. And nobody has gone to challenge and said, uh, even when they kill a policeman and pick his gun. You know, what I was expecting is that the security agents in Plateau, we all react to that. We go to that community, ransack, and, and and be able to recover that uh, weapon. But nothing has been done. I know that the only attempt, that's why I said they have made an effort. Uh, because uh, when the police engaged them, I think some of them were wounded. And they tried to go for treatment in Bauchi, as usual. That's to tell you where the, the direction mm. at, where, at which they are coming for these attacks. They went for treatment in Bauchi, and then they were apprehended there. I think one of them is with the police. I don't want to go, I don't know much about the details. Mm -hmm. But I just pray that they will use that to be able to get at them. And especially recover 
uh, the weapon of uh, the uh, of the policeman that was killed. Mm. Let's open the phone lines. Let's hear from Nigerians this morning. What is your take on the security situation on the plateau and also what is going on right uh, close to us in Benway State? Zero nine zero five five six in four places nine Hello. nine and zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. My name is Haji Slim. I'm calling from Awatua. Thank you for calling Haji Slim. Let's talk. My question to the guests in the studio, what are they doing to defend themselves, number one? Mm. You see, because most of our security men, they are not ready to help. Seriously. So because we can't just sleep overnight and people will just come and kill our younger ones and our mothers. And message to those killers, if you kill these people and you think you are free, remember these two people have children. They will give them the story. So let's come and sit down on the table and dialogue this issue now. Because it's not so. We'll continue having all these casualties. May God help us. Thank you Thank very you, much. Thank you, Haji Slim. Hello and good morning. 090-988-488-480-9055-6 in four places, 99. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. My, my name is John from Ferengada. John from Ferengada. Let's talk. Okay. Um... The, the issue of a reprisal attack, I want to draw the attention of um, the man representing Mary Grace to what the Commissioner of Police said on air to channel. He was emphasizing that uh, it really is a reprisal attack from their investigation. And if since then, if he has not challenged the Commissioner of uh, Police of just the Igbo man, that uh, that is really their investigation, then that means there is a compromise of what they are seeing is different. And it's the same thing in the Don area or the Biron land area. The, from the man that's uh, giving those um, uh, information about uh, where they've been um, uh, maybe captured, is scaring, then that means the whole just not here, everywhere is not also safe. But it's unfortunate that Plateau State, that people know that they have plenty generals and they cannot bring their heads together to fight the common enemy in Plateau. Is I don't think it's not laughable, but it's, I think it's something that is scaring to the visitor on Plateau land. Then the, the professor in Benue, if um, the people, the young men there in Benue are compromising, collecting money from from the enemy there, then what are they doing? Since they know that uh, they know the indigents there, which are collecting money, the young boys, then they should be able to sit them down, talk to them, or know the measures to go about them. So I think um, God will go still going to help us and give Thank a victory, give much. us victory we'll against our enemy. your input this morning. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Yes, my name is Obina. I'm calling from Bukuru. Obina from Bukuru. Let's talk. You see, it's unfortunate that this thing is happening. You know, everything that is happening is lied to the security agencies to parade these suspects. Because if it's said, like the last caller said, the police commissioner, if he said it's a reprisal attack, how do you know during your investigation? And parade these people who have attacked these people because it is lack of when you don't parade people who attack people and kill people that someone will say, okay, I'll go and, I'll go and attack back. So what am I trying to say? 
Even Mr. President, yesterday, he said that he received security reports every day. What have they been doing differently? To see that these this, uh, bandits or headsmen who attack people will come to the barest minimum. Lastly, I was listening to Pat Otomi, Professor Pat Otomi. He said, Castilla State, 22 years ago, he was talking about how to stop this open ranch or open grazing. So open grazing is a force that is bringing these attacks. Let's see how to stop this open grazing. Let these people go on ranching. Go, let them buy their land because the government not, don't need to buy land for these people. It is private business. Buy land, put your animals there, in fact, they will give you more milk. You will make more money. I am Thank calling on the government much. to you know, sensitize these people. That is the way to go. Thank you so much for your input. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning, Louis. Good morning to you. Welcome. This is uh, Jusar from E.T. Joshua. Jusar, let's talk. My sister, I'm very, very happy to have the, the honorable honorables in the house. And I expect this money is that what are they doing? Are they, are they come out face to face to tell Mr. President, remember his uh, campaign promises to work 2014 to 2015, about the promise he made to us that uh, within very months, issue of insecurity will be seen on the past. Have they go face to face or when they come to the radio station like this, they'll be telling us one thing or the other. Have they tell Mr. President face to face? You understand? The promises he made to the country, to the Nigeria entirely, he said it's for nobody, it's for everybody. You understand? What is happening now? Killing all over the country. Insecurity, even in this state. Come to our UT junction here. Even yesterday night, they just start pushing people with guns yesterday. What is, what is happening in the country? Eh? Everything is, is, honestly speaking, honestly, let the Mr. President take all back to 2014. It will be better for us than now. God bless you, my sister. Thank you for your input. And also, uh, let's also hear from a lady uh, in Benway State and what she also had to say concerning uh, the killings right there. Stay tuned. One in Agasha. It is a daily occurrence now. Daily. And what they are doing commonly now is that they are not even shooting. They are slaughtering like rams. That is what is happening now. Three days back, they went to bury a young man that they slaughtered. Broad daylight, they came shooting to stop them from burying that young man. I want to say that this should be the concern of every one of us. It is not a religious issue. Some of them are hiding under religion. It is not a religious issue. It is a hidden agenda. And this hidden agenda is being sponsored from the presidency. It is coming from the presidency. If all Nigerians are saying ranching and presidency continues to say grazing reserve, then presidency has a hidden agenda. We want to hear our president's voice. Our president should talk to us. We did not vote for Garba Shehu. No, we did not vote for Shehu Adeshino. Presidency promised some amount of money to resettle our IDPs. It's how many years today? No cobble has been sent down here. But a lot has been sent elsewhere where they have IDPs. We also want to urge our sons and daughters who are still sitting on the fence to wake up and speak against the evil being perpetrated in our land. This matter is not only about Governor Samuel Otum. Benue sons, home and abroad, who think that they are not affected by the crisis must know that we are all casualties.
so much for staying with us. The show is still Let's Talk on J101.9 FM. We're looking at the state of Plateau, uh, the killings in Riom local government area and also in Basa local government area. And we have joining us via phone, Professor Dung, uh, Gundu, I beg your pardon, to throw more light on the issues also in Benway State. And we have in the studio here, we have uh, Mr. Mallison uh, Davidson. And he is the secretary, the publicity, national publicity secretary of Irigui Development Association. And we have Honorable Dantong also representing Riom local government. All right. Um, you've heard uh, so much uh, from the phone calls that uh, we've gotten. Some are saying, you know, why can't you rise up and uh, protect uh, your communities? Others are saying, okay, the police uh, 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 commissioner here on the plateau has said these are reprisal killings. And uh, have you come out to say otherwise? and uh, all of that and more. I don't know what you took note of as uh, they were making those uh, comments. Let's start with you, Mr. Mallison. Okay. Uh, the caller that said uh, the commissioner of police uh, on channels uh, attributed these attacks to be reprisal. I think precisely last week, I watched him live on Sunrise Daily, uh, anchored by Chamberlain and Coyote where he was featured to talk about the state of things happening uh, in Basa, just not and Riom. And I heard him loud and clear where he said uh, uh, is a kind of uh, reprisal uh, attacks uh, by these uh, Fulani headsmen. Uh, when I listened or when I watched him say all those things, I I was like, though he said, he gave quite a number of reasons as to why he said uh, it is a form of reprisal attacks. He talks about cattle rustling. He talks about cattle, uh, cattle killings and the likes and, and say probably the, the Fulani are coming to avenge what has, uh, has been done uh, to them. But like I said, what do you made up of something you call reprisal? What do you made up? What does it take for something to be called reprisal? Have you for once arrested some people, precisely Irigui or the Birom that we're talking about, that they have perpetrated some of these acts that will guarantee or warrant these people to come and have these people brutally killed? When, you talk, when he talked about uh, some cattle rustling uh, uh, within these communities that have been affected, we asked, have we ever rustled their cattle? Have we ever killed their cattle? And then he said, in, 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 that, in that interview, he said, uh, on the 16th, to be precise, some, some uh, reports of cattle rustling were reported in some part of our village. But I want to seize this time to analyze and to tell the world what actually happened. On the 16th of May, we were called that some of our people killed cattle around a village called Meanga in Cold District. We swift into action. I want to say on record, there is no community that is devoid of bad people. Are you with me? There is no community that is devoid of bad people, and Rigwe people do not condone such people as well. So when we were called that there were issues, that there were reports that some cattle have been killed or rustled in this village that I earlier said, 
we swift into action as leaders. We made our inquiries, we made our investigation, we went to the scene, and we found nothing. We were invited to Sector 3 Command by the Sector 3 Commander. In fact, with some of our traditional rulers, including some of the our community leaders, we were asked to provide the people who killed, allegedly killed or uh, Russell does scout. According to the report, they gave that 15 cattle were killed and about 60 something were rustled. So, did they show you the cows that were killed or did you get to see? Nothing. That's where I'm driving at. We were given 24 hours that we should provide the perpetrators. We were given 24 hours. What did we do? Like I said, we carried some of their men to this particular community, they alleged kill or rustle the scow. We went with some of the men because we want to show to the world that we are honest in our dealings. We took some of our men, we went to the community, searched house by house. There was no, no any piece of meat found, no any piece of cow found, no any piece of cow to found in these places. They have the report. They have the report. So what justification will you give and attribute that to be a form of reprisal? Hmm. Honorable Danton. Yeah, actually, if I'm to respond to this issue of the Commissioner of Police, I would say it's an unfortunate situation. The truth is that the Commissioner of Police is here in just He is not down to the grassroots to uh, understand the real situation down there. And so sometimes it's whatever reports that is brought to him that he tends, you know, to be lived on and worked on. Uh, the truth is that if we are talking about castle wrestling, our people in Rome do not know even how to rear cattle as it is right now. In are the they mostly farmers? They are, they are just farmers. In the 80s when I was coming up, I knew that our people had cattle. Some of our people had more cattle than the Fulanis. But the Fulanis did everything possible to deprive them of all those cattle. They wrestled them all and or kill, destroy those who had the cattle. And as it is right now, there is nobody in Rio that has one cattle that is keeping. Because if the Fulani knows that you have a cattle, they will come and kill you and take those cattle. Yes, I, I hear these days it's almost taboo for you to have a, to to have keep a cow. To keep a cow, yeah. Mm. It's only Fulanis that are, are, you know, are given right. the, the rights now to keep, a, to keep cows. So who are people who will be experts in cattle wrestling, if not the Fulanis? If they have succeeded in wrestling all the cattle of the, the other indigents, other uh, tribes, now some of them who are criminals among themselves, who do not keep cattle, are the ones perpetrating this evil among their people. And instead of them to fish out those people among themselves, they are coming back to, uh, in the name of reprisal to kill our people. That is unacceptable. And someone just raised an issue of uh, uh, either honorable members, we are not... Uh, uh, holding the president on his promises. Mm. I want to tell you that promises that politicians make, especially presidents, executives make, are different from their intentions. Mm. And it's very clear in this country that the promises that the president made about uh, securing this nation are quite different from his intention. If you try to x-ray the situations that are happening right now, the reports from even Kano uh, governor, who reveals the truth that if Nigeria will live in peace, they are, we must stop the Fulani from moving 
with their cattle. We must stop Fulanis from coming into the country. The southern governors made the same, you know, assertion that, you know, the open grazing must stop. But the president came up with a different view. That's to tell you that his intentions, his agendas are different from what he promised Nigerians. Mm. So it's not an issue of me as a member of the House of Assembly here to be able to hold him uh, responsible to his promises. But Nigerians should stand and know that we have made a mistake in this country. Well, we heard uh, from Rebecca Apedzan, a group of women known as Concerned Benwe Mother CBM, and she's also a, f a former federal lawmaker. Now, uh, Professor Gundu. Uh -huh. um, there, there is um, some people have said that um, the governor of Benue State and many high-profile Nigerians and citizens of Nigeria uh, have been saying and wanting the president to address the nation concerning the killings that continue to occur. Would it be out of place now uh, for leadership of governors and let's say the northern region, the Fulani leaders, to speak up uh, uh, concerning what is going on? Uh, because uh, so they've also come out to say many times that they, they are being misrepresented. These people uh, are not uh, part of them. And some still argue that it is bad to tag any group or to, to assume that any ethnic group, uh, you know, to tag them with any kind of um, insecurity that is going on in the country. Uh, but again, some would say, uh, were they to speak up, for example, let's say the Sultan, maybe the Lamido of Adamawa, how effective do you think this would be? truth of the matter is that there is a deficit in trust. I don't think any person trusts any one of these uh, uh, leaders again. I don't think any person trusts uh, our president on this matter again. And personally, I'm not uh, uh, interested in whatever they will have to say. Uh, if they wanted to say anything, they would have said it much earlier and would have trusted them because we would have seen their efforts. Uh, the Lamido of Adamawa is uh, uh, properly affiliated with the leadership of the Tabita Kubaku. And of course, the Sultan Sokuto is the de facto leader of all the Polanese. So, Nigeria, and uh, he has Fulanese of the whole world, particularly within the West African subregion. Having said that, let me just say two general things that are very important here. Actual wrestling is a very technical enterprise. Uh, if you are an ordinary person, an ordinary farmer, even you, they give you one cow peacefully to take it to one point or other, it will not be a uh, for you to take cows that are not your own uh, in large numbers from one point to the other, you must be able to understand the psychology of uh, livestock. And you cannot, you cannot do this unless you are Fulani. The truth of the matter is that the Fulani of this country started this whole business of cattle wrestling. And they are also the ones in the center business of cattle wrestling. That is why they are able to take cows from one owner over some distances and they dispense with this cow through cells uh, without any person. 
All right, Professor Gundo, time is upon us. So sorry to cut you short. Let's talk about solutions now. How can we begin to mitigate this problem in a minute, please? In a minute, we go back to ranching. Mm. We go back to ranching. That is the way to go. And there are potentials and possibilities for all of us in the ranching business, not only just for the Bulani. Yes, the federal government has said this morning that it is working towards resolving farmer herder clashes through revival of grazing reserves in 21 out of the 36 states of the federation. Honorable Dantong, is this the way to go? How can we begin to protect our communities and stem all of this crisis? Anyway, if we're talking of solution and how to turn our communities, I think I want to go um, to say that because I represent even both the Fulanis and the in my community and all other tribes. Mm. I want to balance my report here by saying that it's not all the Fulanis that are bad. Mm. There are some good among them. There are some good among them who are ready to even uh, dish out information. That is why sometimes even when before an attack is carried on, we get to know that there is a move that they're going to attack a village. Mm. But unfortunately, some, most of them who are in that category have been killed by mm. their own wicked and evil people. Mm -mm. And so I want us to do something that will protect the life of these people because they, some of them are not happy of the situation. Uh, let me give you an instance that's very, very clear. Some six people that were killed in Wering Village sometimes this year, you know, the Hardo of Mahanga was, uh, and, and, and some of their kinsmen were being pressured by the commissioner of police to bring the attackers. And they actually brought the attackers. And the people confessed today the crime. But I don't know what actually happened hmm. that the, uh, uh, the DSS, <laughs> that those people were released. Follow up. And when such people are being released and they get back home, mm. they will get back at those who actually uh, uh, brought them out. And that actually is not helping us in trying to proffer a solution to this problem. So the security agencies... We, we are saying that the security agents should be proactive mm. and should be ready to cooperate with the communities, even with some of the Fulanis who are ready. And to also let, to, to protect to, to, them. To, to, to also protect them. All right, Mr. Mallison. First of all, uh, the, the caption of the statement you, you read, uh, uh, farmer haters clash, is not a farmer haters clash. Mm. I want to correct that impression. True story. Uh, it's not a farmer haters. Nobody is clashing. When you say you are mm. clashing, it means there is a battlefield to which you usually come and meet and then show your strength. They attack, we don't clash. Uh, the solution uh, in one of our demands or, uh, of the press uh, conference we had yesterday, number one is they should stop them from coming to our land to graze. We don't have them on our land. Mm. And so they should maintain their territory where they are. They should not come and graze on our land. And I think that will solve all of these things. All right. Thank you so mm. much for all of this input. Thank you very much, Professor Gundu, for uh, sparing your time uh, to be with us this morning. Thank you, Honorable Dantong. And also thank you, Mr. Mallison uh, Davidson. With that being said, all we want is a land where peace and justice shall reign. Up next comes news top of the hour. And after that, the midday show we Ogidibo. Keep your dial locked right here. I am your anchor, Zoe Machunga. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.